0: What's up, everybody? It's Athea Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having a fantastic day. And I am super excited to to just be here with you guys, to be talking to you. Thank you. Thanks for your time. You know, I I take this stuff seriously just to think that you guys give me the light of day for just a few minutes here. Every Monday to Friday means the world to me. And I'm super honored. And uh, you know, if you're new here, you haven't subscribed yet, I wanna encourage you, hit that big subscribe button if you want daily encouragement, if you want regular support in your journey to freedom from porn addiction, in your growth as a man, and in you furthering the calling and the destiny that God has placed on your life. Um, this is a great place for you to develop in all three of those areas. And by hitting subscribe, you just ensure that you're regularly gonna get this stuff in your feed. Today's episode is about important takeaways from the moral failures of megachurch pastors, and um, you know, I'm I'm kicking and screaming a little bit doing this episode. Um, it's it's one of those subjects that I I don't have to talk about this. There's really there's no good reason to necessarily. There are sorry, there are good reasons to, but there's no obligatory reason for me. To broach the topic, Um, and you know what, I've actually tried. I tried talking about it one time on Instagram, and I got totally canceled. Uh, I got a lot of backlash over that, and um, you know, I'm continuing to try. You know, to do my best because um, I wish I wish it didn't matter as much as it did. That's just the honest truth. So I'm going to try to set the stage here, um, offer a few a few thoughts about some recent failures, one in particular that has really impacted me, and then talk about some, some things that you and I need to learn. Uh, we, we do need to learn from what's going on because um, if we don't, it's just going to make bigger messes down the road in our societies, in our churches, and really in the world at large. Uh, you know, the, the, the reality is that our world is governed Sorry, not our world. Um, the the church, rather Christianity, the, the Christian world, especially um, in the Western cultures, is um, is largely impacted and influenced by mega churches and celebrity pastors. And there are many of them. In fact, every year there is another celebrity mega church pastor who bursts onto the scene. And the The problem is, in my opinion, the problem is not their existence. I don't really have anything wrong with somebody being a charismatic local church pastor who has a big vision and grows a movement. Um, I think those people should be applauded. I mean it, it's it's weird to think that these are local churches, you know, in some cases, but that's another story for another day. I don't really want to get into that. Um, but it's what we make of them that really concerns me. It's that, it's that we, we make them out to be these, these infallible people who just have their lives together and, you know, are like the spitting image of Jesus in our eyes. And we, we have made them to be something they're really not. They're people, they're pastors, they're flawed. And, um, you know, they, they really um, should not be celebrities at all. We, we have nothing to gain by making celebrities of pastors with a charismatic personality and the gift of communication. There's nothing to gain there and everything to lose. And we can see now that this is really costing us. Now, I, I just wanna be really clear because I'm, I'm realizing it's a touchy subject and it might sound like I'm setting the stage to say, oh, these guys, you know, they're, they're imperfect too, so they're gonna make mistakes and it somehow justifies moral failures. That's not where I'm going with this. And I'm just going to make that super clear. I don't want your defenses up while you listen to this because this is important. I guess what I'm trying to say is when, when a pastor is, is put into that kind of position, under that kind of pressure, there's a very good chance that they will crumble. Whether they crumble psychologically, um, morally, physiologically, spiritually, or otherwise, that's, that's a different conversation, I suppose. But one way or another, they are likely to crumble. And I hate it. I hate those dynamics. You know, writing books and even having a podcast scare me a little bit because I want to reach millions. You know, I dream about that. I feel like that's on my life. And at the same time, I'm very aware that when you start to reach those kinds of scales, um, the pressure is different. The way people see you is different. And the the implications of that could be widespread. So I, I feel it. I feel it for these guys who have failed because... Um, there's a lot of pressure on them. And in some ways we've made them to be celebrities and obviously in some ways they have played themselves into those situations. So there's there's fault in multiple directions here. But I guess the the ultimate um, issue that has really become very apparent um, really I, I mean it's especially in mega churches but it's not specific to them or it's not exclusive is the lack of accountability at the top? And so you you just realize, like, um, you know, Ravi Zacharias is a great example, where it's like he was at the top of his organization, he was so respected and revered that that people were not able to look objectively at him. They were not able to, to govern and make decisions that impacted millions, quite literally millions of people in an objective manner. And now, you know, they're paying dearly for it. As are many Christians around the world, so that was not worth it. It was not worth it to protect his reputation, um, you know, because the the damages now are absolutely devastating. So, the the problem that I'm I'm starting to become very aware of is there's no there's no accountability now. Here here's the thing, like Ravi Zacharias, he was going to do what he wanted to do. That that was probably like probably an inevitability, unless of course he acknowledged like, okay, I'm a flawed person, I need some help. Barring that, he was probably going to do what he was going to do. The The problem with that specific situation, which is actually quite, I don't know, it's quite prevalent around the world, is that um, there was maybe some things he did that people were like, ah, it doesn't seem quite right, or it doesn't seem totally fair. But it's like, oh, that's just Ravi. You know, they just kind of justify it. And we do this all the time. We do this with local church pastors as well. You know, it's not just mega church pastors. But that that kind of thinking is becoming really problematic in our church. And it's not just with local church pastors, is it? You know, we've diluted a lot of the gospel and a lot of the biblical standards that have been actually pretty clearly defined for a very long time. And of course, as soon as you give yourself permission to, you know, neutralize things a little bit or put a little bit of gray on something that maybe is not that gray, it it's a slippery slope. And I think we're seeing that a little bit here with mega pastors is we've we've given a little bit too much slack, you know, we we loosened the leash a little bit too much. I, that's not really not the right language at all. But you know, we we've just put a little bit too much trust and given a little bit too much benefit of the doubt. And now it's caused some huge ripples. Um the the recent moral failure that has really impacted me is uh with Hillsong with Brian Houston. And I'll tell you why, because um I have followed Hillsong for a long time. I really followed them first because of their worship, like most people. That was the gateway. Um, I saw Brian Houston live probably about 10 years ago, 11 years ago, uh, when he released a book and he did a tour in our area. And, you know, I really respect the guy. Now, the, the main things that have always really um, caused me to respect him has been his transparency. You know, he... I remember there was a a bunch of media swirling about how much money he made. Because, you know, I mean, this guy's written very successful books, pastor of a huge church and whatever else. And he had written a a blog post kind of responding to it and just explaining how much money he makes, where his money comes from. Um, You know, he wasn't really making money off his books because they were going into a ministry that paid him a fixed salary. And, you know, he had a bunch of checks and balances that were just covering it. And I thought, wow, this is amazing. You know, he really earned my trust. And, um, and so it was just tough. There's, I think there's always people that you, that you kind of know, um, you you can tell sometimes a little bit or their, the way their personality is, you think, yeah, they could get themselves into trouble if they're not careful. You know, I, to me, that's how I always felt about Carl Lentz. Um, but Brian Houston, not at all. And so it was, it was quite a shock to hear about what had happened. And it, it was probably the last thing, the last straw for me that that's making me think, think this megachurch thing is really failing us really really failing us because for me i was like you know if he can fail or if he is or he if he's had failures rather um then actually it, i don't know it's it's just it's shifted things for me and that's why i wanted to do an episode about it um there's a couple things that i want us to learn uh the, the first thing is that we need to pray for our pastors and so um, you may not even be part of a local church, but I guarantee you there's somebody in your life who's really impacted you spiritually. Pray for them. Pray for them. They, they need prayer. Um, the one thing I'll say, you know, it's unusual for me to name names and I'm, I'm doing my best to not be critical of these individuals, but rather to just explain my personal account and how I was relating with them. I hope that's coming across. Um, but, you know, we, we need to pray for these people because it, it's, a, it's a tough gig It's a a lonely place to be. You know, I was a local church pastor. It's not easy. You know, I was a local church pastor of a small church in a small town. You know, and we have pastors who are um, leaders of big churches in big cities. And it comes with a different set of standards and expectations and pressures. And so uh, make sure that you are praying. You know, pray to protect. Pray that God would give them wisdom and that God would really set them up favorably uh, to make good decisions in their lives. Um the second thing and uh and maybe i don't know i i don't I, I was gonna say maybe more importantly but i I don't know that's true um the second thing is that we we have to learn that nobody is above board. It's one of the things I have to remind myself of regularly being free of porn for six and a half years is I'm one decision away from from ending that streak, and you know i I don't know what that would really mean Um, it would be much more I'd be much more concerned about the things going on underneath the surface that would have led to a slip like that if it were to ever happen but the point I'm really making is that you know I have to stay humble I have to remind myself that some of the things I do you know journaling regularly talking to friends choosing to be transparent when it's really embarrassing sometimes or really uncomfortable those are the things that I have to do to preserve six and a half years of freedom so that it becomes 60 years of freedom. That's the goal. That, that's where this thing is going, right? And so it it all counts now, but it's easy to lose sight of that. And so it's really, really important that you and I stay vigilant, that we stay humble, that we stay guarded. We don't want again, we don't want to overdo this either, because it can swing the other way and we can make a bigger deal of something than what's really necessary. But we want to just stay the course and we want to be really, really careful, making sure that we stay humble. You know, um, I think I've shared this before. We had a client one time who went two weeks. You know, he went two weeks without watching porn after being in the program for, um, uh, I wasn't long, like a, a couple of weeks. And he just stopped showing up to the calls. And like a month later, he's back and we're like, bro, bro what happened? Where'd you go? He's like, oh, so embarrassing. He's like, you know, I, I went two weeks and I just thought I had it figured out. You know, I <laughs> I didn't think I needed to come back. And uh, we were just chuckling, like, bro, we've all been there, we get it, and hopefully you realize there's a little bit more to it than just going two weeks without watching porn. But um, it's easy, it's easy for our minds to go there. And so um, let that be a reminder, you know, to stay accountable, keep close checks with your loved ones, and, um, and stay the course. And I think the, the last thing that I would say, uh, my, my, just my last thought, I don't know that this is something we can do, but I think we really need to rethink local church. And I know this is not, this podcast is not really about this a ton. You can stop listening if you're not really interested in this part of it. That's no problem. But I know that a lot of you guys listening are Christians. And I imagine that means you're attached to some sort of local church community. And I think we really need to, um, we need to go back uh, to approaching the local church with a servant hearted mind. I think people often go to church to see what they can get when it's really about what you can give. And I th- I think that if we continue to be consumeristic about church, we will continue to churn out celebrity preachers and mega churches. And I, I just don't know if we're really doing ourselves any favors with that kind of approach. So um, I wanna encourage you to think about it. I know for me, I'm really thinking about it. Um, to be honest, when I was a local church pastor, People used to say about me, they said, Sathia will be the next big church leader in this space. You know, 10 years from now, he'll be leading the biggest church in the region. Um, you know, he'll be traveling the world to speak. People used to say that kind of stuff about me. Why? Because I have a charismatic personality and I'm a strong communicator, right? Like the the, the kind of skill sets that just get you into those places. And, you know, I'm a natural leader, so just, uh, again, a couple skill sets that get you into these places, and that is sort of the, the model or the pigeonhole that we put people in. It's like, okay, great. You have this skill set. Yeah, you're going to be leading you know, this, some great big church one day. And um, for me, I have just purposed in my own heart that I, if I'm going to be a local church pastor, I really want to be a local church pastor. And if I'm not going to be a local church pastor, then I will do whatever it is I'm doing separate and apart. And that's kind of the the road that Deep Clean has taken. You know, I'm set up as a for-profit business. I'm not trying to nest myself under a church. Um, We're not trying to be a not-for-profit ministry. We're very clear about, um, you know, the way we're set up here. Uh, It's not because I'm interested in making tons of money, um, although that part interests me and I love entrepreneurship. I think it's really cool and it's really fun. Um, But a huge part of it is from a healthy respect for the local church. Wanting the local church to remain the local church um, wanting to reshape and reform and redefine what local church ministry looks like, trying to I can get back to maybe some more of its its roots. And um, and that's my heart uh, personally, and it's my heart for you guys as well. And you know, if you attend a mega church, I'm not saying like leave your mega church, rah, 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 it's gonna be bad for you. Um I think it's just more like, hey, let's let's take this stuff a bit more seriously and let's not be consumeristic about church. Yeah, that would be a good a good starting point. So that's everything for today, guys. A little bit more of a uh, conversational, kind of tangential, rant ish podcast episode for me. So thanks for your patience. I hope there's some value here. Um, you know, I'm still reeling a little bit from what's been happening lately and just trying to process it all and, and put it in perspective. So there might be another episode about this later on. That's everything for today, though. Um, I wish you guys the absolute best. Have an amazing day. Thank you for listening. We'll talk very, very soon. Take care. Bye bye.